shit folks what's going on welcome to a brand new young daddy how are you i'm excited to be here this is going to be a hot episode baby i can feel it i got a lot of built up frustration a lot of built up tension you know and we're gonna have a lot of fun i went through uh went through the emails beforehand picked some very fun ones i'm excited these ones are super fucking uh i was actually laughing out loud reading some of these so i'm excited to get into those later but i'm in uh, i'm in my hotel room right now if you're a part of the Patreon family, you know that. Came at you live from the hotel room on the Thursday episode. And uh, by the way, we started a little Young Daddy weight loss challenge, okay? If you if you haven't heard the Patreon episode yet, that's where we started it. It's in the last one. You know, Papa Bear has been gaining a little weight, okay? I'll keep it real with you. I, I probably gained a good 20, 30 pounds over the summer. You know, luckily I wear it well. I just look like a thick-ass bear. But however... You know, I'm not trying to be fucking, not trying to be a manatee by the winter. So we're, we're, we're working at it. We're going to fix this. I took a photo for to like the, the day I'm starting the challenge, got fucking naked in front of the mirror, took a photo and uh, giving myself either a month or two to have like a comparison photo, you know, and uh, I'm just walking around the fucking mall a ton and swimming a little bit. So, you know. I already feel like I cut down a couple of pounds. You know what I mean? I feel like you can you can tell if you if you eat right for three days, you can kind of see a difference in your body already, you know, if you're staying a little active. But if you want to get jump on the fucking weight loss challenge, take a picture of yourself in the mirror, you know. I don't I don't I don't care if it's naked or not, but you know, show you want to show that gut. <laughs> you know, if you, the the thing is when you know you're taking a before picture. You gotta. You try to make yourself look as fat as possible, so that way later on it looks like you lost even more weight. You know, you'll find your worst angle. You'll like really push out everything. It's it's, it's really a mess, and it's just. Is that just me? Is that just my narcissism? It was like I'm like, oh yeah, the fatter I make myself look right now, the better that after picture is gonna look. I put some fucking candy bars in the background. Like, look at me. Look what a mess I was. You know, so. We're doing the little Young Daddy Weight Loss Challenge. If you're on it, let, let us know. Also, join the fucking Patreon family. Five bucks a month. I appreciate everybody who's been joining. It's been going up like crazy every month. That's all thanks to you guys. And uh, I'm going to be back in New York this week, so I'm definitely going to record another guest episode. Probably have Erica Spera on. I know you guys are requesting her. Maybe Colm Turrell, you know? And then uh, I'm in Worcester, Massachusetts. Worcester. I thought it was Worcester. It's actually Worcester. I'm doing uh, the Woo Ha Ha Comedy Club. Three shows, Friday and Saturday. So come on out to that. I've been having a great time in Minnesota. You know, good shows. The hotel's nice. I have not left the Mall of America my entire fucking... What have I been, like five days here or some shit? I haven't even left the mall. I've just been walking around the mall in the hotel like some lost fucking sad guy, you know? And listen, let me tell you something. I realized by traveling, I will never take good food for granted again. Holy shit. I'm telling you, 
I have not tasted one thing that didn't taste like shit dick out here. You understand? Just awful. I went into all their finest restaurants here in Minnesota in the Mall of America. I went to Benihana's. I'm, I'm told Benihana is their big, uh, you know, their holy grail. I'm told that's where they make the good stuff. I walk into Benihana. Is it Benihana's or Benihana? You know, I know Drake's got the line. Fuck, to me, Benihana is pigeon food. But you know what? I like pigeon food. <laughs> I like bread. I like that kind of shit. So I'm at the Pigeon Palace, you know, and I sit down immediately. The bartender, she's like this uh, very, very loud, maybe like Hispanic woman. I don't know what she is, you know, and she just goes, where the fuck are you from? That's how she sits, sits me down. Where the fuck are you from? And I said, uh, hey, I'm, uh, I'm from uh, New York. And she goes, yeah, that's right. They don't make them like you around here. I was like, oh, shit. Am I just about to be fucking sexually harassed through a meal? And then uh, I order, and, and she throws down this happy hour menu in front of me. She goes, it's 5.59. Happy hour ends in one minute, sweet tits. So you better put in an order right now. A lot of specials. And I'll be honest, I fucking fat guy panicked. I really did. I ordered like fucking six rolls of sushi and shrimp tempura as an appetizer. You know, I knew I was getting a big entree, but I, I freaked out. And then uh, they bring out all this sushi and shit. The guy next to me starts trying to talk to me, you know? You know when you're just like trying to mind your business? I, I'm i a comedian and, I'm tra- and I travel, so I spend a lot of time alone at the bar or alone at the restaurant. You know what I mean? I just have my AirPods in. I don't like to be bothered. But then occasionally people like to, you know, they like to jump in on you. The Asian guy next to me. Hey, man, how's, uh, how's the sushi? I'm like, oh, the sushi here at Benihana? Oh, it's the best goddamn sushi I've ever had in my life. You wouldn't believe how fucking good it is. It's a mate. You got to get it. You know, I told him, no, what are you kidding? I was like, it's fine. It's okay. And I, and then uh, he's like, what is that there? And he's like going through my plates with me. And I'm like, oh, this is, I don't know, some fucking crunchy rice thing that broke half my fucking teeth going in. You know what I mean? I hear it's a, a Minnesota special, you know? And then finally he fucks off. Waitress comes back over the bartender. She's like, you need yum yum sauce? I ordered a steak. I was like, are you back to harassing me? What the fuck? Are you th- yum yum sauce? What the fuck is that? Turns out it's the big famous Benihana sauce. And I got to say, it's pretty goddamn good. It's like one of the, it's like that mayo-y kind of, you know, Asian sauce. Spicy mayo has really taken over the game. That's like the main sauce out here, you know? Got to love a spicy mayo. I don't trust people who don't like spicy mayo. It's so goddamn good. You know, especially if, if you're eating like just okay or decent sushi to good sushi, you know, it, it that will really take it to the next level. But if you're eating like really great fucking sushi, you got to go soy sauce. A little bit of soy sauce, you know, you just dab it. A little touch. You got to really taste the fish. You know what I mean? You don't want to mask it. I'm a big sushi guy. It's my favorite food. Favorite food is the old sushi. So... Anyways, I'm fucking walking around this goddamn mall. I've been in all 20 foot lockers. Haven't bought a single pair of shoes. I got close today. And all the fucking food is so goddamn bad. I just went and ordered a steak. Ordered a fucking steak. And I was like, uh, yeah, let me get a let me get a medium rare. You know, let me get the medium rare ribeye. She brings back the fucking driest, well done brick. 
I've ever eaten in my goddamn life. Like, oh, it was awful. It was fucking terrible. And the problem is, they're still waiters, so they have to come over and be like, how is it? And I'm just like, it's great. It's really, it's really a great, the best steak I've ever eaten in my life. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Because what else am I going to do? You know, at one time I was like, yeah, it's fine. It's okay. And then I was like, well, now she just thinks I'm a dick. And now I think I'm a dick. That wasn't fun for anybody, you know? So I just started lying. Just like, yeah, it's really great. I mean, what are you going to do? The food here is fucking terrible. It's terrible. I went down to my hotel. Like, I'm never going to complain that New York food is too expensive anymore. It's worth it. You really, this is the problem with us as people. You get used to, to stuff really fucking fast and then you take it for granted, you know? I'm never going to complain about a fucking $20 plate in New York again or some shit like that. A, a, a $30 brunch. Because it's like, you know what? The, the, the Go to the rest of the country. See how they fuck up your brunch. I, I went to a bar, this like Mexican restaurant, and I, uh, I was like, the, th- two other people in there. I sit down at the bar. Um, as you can tell, I've really gotten a, a, around this goddamn mall <laughs> over the last fucking few days. But I sit down and... Uh, the, these women turn to me immediately and, the, and they're like uh they're like oh you're the comedian from last night and i was like yeah yeah how you doing and they were like uh we're great it was a good show um have you eaten here yet and i was like no i haven't they're like this place is the best it is so good and i was like oh okay and i ordered the food fucking horrible holy shit so bad i mean i ordered like uh like a brunch Mexican-y thing, you know? And it, it was just gross. They put like Fritos in it. It was just fucking disgusting. You know, everything was awful. The mimosa was pretty good, but it's, it's hard to fuck that up. It's champagne and orange juice. You know what I mean? Two fucking ingredients. And even that even that was a little watered down. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm telling you guys, I'm not being too hard on this shit. I know what you think. Oh, he's being a princess. He's being a real diva. No, it's just everything... Uh, not not all cities are food cities. That's the problem, Espe- and, uh, you know, especially in a fucking mall. A lot of these places don't know how to cook shit. So, and I asked these women, I was like, "What are you guys doing in town?" And they're like, "Oh, we uh, we live in uh, Iowa, and we we bid on this trip to we you know at an auction. We won this trip five days in the Mall of America. It's been such a great time." You know, we we just been living in the mall. I I can't believe people fucking do that. You know, you you, you got to pay me to be here. It's like it's crazy. People want to just walk around a mall and see all these like fucking people. You know, you really it really stresses you out when you see the state of America, and you can usually see that in a mall. Just overcrowded. Every every family, you know, neither neither of the parents look like they graduated high school, and yet they all have nine kids. They're all wearing fucking football jerseys. You know what I mean? You're, I'm standing in a line for ice cream, which I don't deserve. Yeah, give me three scoops and a waffle cone. That's me. As I'm ordering somebody's kid, you feel like their hair push into your hand, like they ran into your fucking hand. Now you feel some kid's hair. It's disgusting. It's like feeling a rat. It's like, oh, oh my God, what is that? You look down and some six-year-old is looking up at you. Are you getting ice cream too? Get the fuck away from me. You know what I mean? It's disgusting. Ugh, I don't want to touch your fucking kid. Gross. You know? Oh, it's been a it's been a trip, guys. I'll tell you that. Shows were good though. Six six shows. I'm about to go head over to the club after this. Head over to the comedy club. Got one more show tonight. 
It's probably going to have fucking 40 people, you know, but we'll get through it. We'll have fun. We'll have a nice little time. You know, I'm in a, just yelling at people about my fucking gender and trans jokes. <laughs> yeah, these people are just like trying to have a nice time. They're on, they're on vacation. We just we just wanted to hear some nice, wholesome comedy. I'm just like, what do you think? What do you think? Is, 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 does that make me gay? <laughs> but shout out to all the fans that came out. Bunch of fans came out between the shows. Really appreciate that. Really appreciate you guys showing up and hanging, you know. For the record, if you're ever at a show of mine and I don't come out immediately after, just message me. Just be like, hi, I'm here. I like to take a photo. I'll always I'll always do that. So just I because I always worry, because I like to, you know, after a show I go hide out in the green room, decompress a little bit. But uh, you know, I always worry if somebody's waiting. So just holler at me. Um But yeah, fun time. Doing comedy, baby. It's great. What else has been going on with me? Besides the goddamn fucking food that I'm still so pissed about. I was doing so good food wise, you know? I I, I really I, I want to lose like forty fucking pounds. Get in the pocket. As soon as I get back into New York, I'm gonna get back in the boxing gym. You know, gonna fucking really crack at it. Wanna lose that weight. We don't wanna we don't wanna be polar bears during the winter. I know I've been saying that, but we don't. I also uh, I went and bought some shirts, some cool stuff. Got like twenty fucking pairs of Calvin Klein boxers. You know the briefs; they really make you feel sexy. I'll tell you that. You know what I mean. But yeah, I don't know. I was at the those those women at the uh, at the at the hotel or at the fucking restaurant were like, by the way, you know, if you if you really want to go have a good time, they just opened up this bumper car rink. Where you get in the bumper cars, and then somebody throws a beach ball into the rink, and you all bump around into the beach ball. Doesn't that sound like fun? And I was like, I would rather climb up to the fourth floor of Nordstrom's and just jump off into some woman's fucking Louis Vuitton purse that she's buying. Just slam into it, straight through the floor. That sounds like more fun than fucking bumper ball. All right? Jeez, I mean, how fucking old are we, you know? Let's go bowling or do something with integrity. Fucking bumper. By the way, I, I don't ever take me bowling. If that's your date idea, we're not going fucking bowling. All right. I'm not doing any sport that requires me to put on some fucking rotten shoes that people in the 20s died in. You know, I'm not fucking putting those shoes on. Those are disgusting. Those fucking bowling shoes. And they're, they're so uh, they're split down the middle always. You know what I mean? I know where they get those shoes. They've, they've been digging up people who died in the 1930s. They take the shoes off of them, and then they put them in the bowling rink, and then they just keep them there for years, never clean them. Fuck that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing no roller skating. I'm not doing no fucking ice skating. Anything with special shoes, I'm out, okay? That's all you need to know about sports. Don't put your fucking feet into that nasty shit, guys. It's not fucking worth it. You know what I mean? Can't wait for the emails on that one. You, oh my God, you are going to go against bowling. You, how, how are you going to go against bowling? It's, that is America's game. You're acting like a real pinhead, you know? But yeah, what else has been going on? I don't know. I'm fucking, I, I do, I will say though, pretty nice hotel. Pretty nice hotel. You know, they put me in a nice room, got a huge TV, big king size bed. You know, it's pretty fucking good. I'll keep it real with you. Little pool. I'm the only one in there ever. I'm just in the pool on my phone. 
making phone calls, calling other comedians, complaining, you know. <laughs> That's all we do. But the hotel's good. Strong Wi-Fi. You know, I've really been putting it to the test. I've been watching a lot of fucking porn this weekend. Really, uh, really testing their signal. You know what I mean? A lot of jerking off. What else are you going to do in a hotel room? You, like, it's kind of your responsibility to fuck it up. You know, there's so much freedom. You're like, yeah, I'll just use that towel. That's going to be the cum towel today. You know, you got, you got all this room to play around. I've just been had keeping up with the Kardashians on for fucking six days straight. Been driving me insane. You know what I mean? I never actually watched that show. And then I stumbled on it while I was trying to fall asleep in bed. And, and I got to say, I couldn't fall asleep. I was a little interested. I was having a good time watching the show. And then finally I passed out. I woke up like three hours later and the first thing I saw, the TV's still on. I always fall asleep with the TV on. I like it that way. And I see like one of their faces, you know, that, that can't move because of all the Botox and surgery. And immediately I just, and I just got infuriated. And I realized why. It's because for the last three hours while I've been asleep, I've just been hearing fucking... Courtney did this and this I've just been hearing family arguments for three hours and I, I, I woke up angry I had to, I almost fucking threw the threw the remote through the TV it was infuriating you know then late last night I was passing out and I uh, CNN has this this series I think it's on Netflix too it's called like the 80s the 90s the 2000s it's like a uh, they do like documentaries through it. I gotta say fucking good really fucking good it was so watchable. It's like you're just watching like a highlight reel of all like the best moments of time. It's pretty dope. You guys got to check it out. I'm definitely going to watch the full series online. I even got some uh, some good music out of it, you know. I went and looked up uh, some of the bands that were playing, like U2. When the fuck else am I going to hear a U2 song? But I heard it on that. And I was like, oh, this band's got a couple of songs that are pretty good, you know. I like how, but that, that's how entitled our generation is. You know what I mean? I'm 22. I'm, I'm hearing a band that sold out like fucking humongous arenas for like 20 years. I'm like, they got two songs. <laughs> We're all fucking spoiled dicks these days. I'm working on it though. I'm trying to work on it. I got to say, you know, I've, uh, I'm doing this thing now with, with my main, my main lady where, when, when we talk about shit, I really notice where things are going wrong, what my flaws are, what I could do better. And I've been working at it. And I got to say, I think I've been really improving. You know what I mean? I've been letting things go. Haven't been picking fights over stupid shit. I've been less angry. You know, I think it's all working out. We'll see what happens. Here's, uh, but yeah, let's jump into the fucking emails, guys. Um, as always, if you have an email, send it into Young Daddy Show, Y-U-N-G Daddy Show at gmail.com. Just please, got a lot of you guys send in uh, screenshots of your fucking iPhone text messages. Like, what does it mean when he says this? I'm not going to read fucking eight pages of text messages, guys. I'm sorry. I'm just not. Just try to keep it short and sweet. You know, there's a lot of emails coming in. I don't want to, you know, just not, you can't give me a 40-page email about... Should I have the talk with him? Let's, you know, make it a little interesting if it's, and also there's a pretty goddamn good chance I've already answered your question. There's so many questions are just like, how do I know if a guy likes me? We talk about that shit on every fucking episode. So it is, and on the, and there's a chance if you've emailed, it went on the Patreon already too. So go fucking subscribe, hear it there. And as always, if you're enjoying the episode, 
take just a little second, screenshot it, post it to your Instagram, your Twitter, tweet at us, throw up a quote, do something nice, let people know that you're listening to the show because we got to grow because we got to pay the motherfucking bills around here. What you think? This shit cheap? Is that what you think? It's not. Okay, so you better stand up and you better do a little bit of sharing, okay? I think uh, we're going to roll out the podcast to being full video very soon. I just got to set up a new studio space, get some cameras in there, hire some 16-year-old virgin kid to, you know, operate the cameras, cut me up some clips. That'd be nice, right? That'd be fun. So I'm flying back to New York tomorrow. I'm there for like another for three days. Got a big meeting, so I got a bunch of fucking work to do on a script tonight. Oh, but we'll figure it out, you know? Let's jump into these emails. Let's fucking do it. As always, I love you guys. I appreciate you, you know, you being here, you tuning in. Let's see what let's see what's going on with you guys. Let's jump into y'all. All right. This first email is actually from a, a friend that I knew a long time ago in life because you know, we we made friends and then his ex girlfriend started sending me nudes. And then uh, finally, I confessed. I was like, hey, man, your girl was sending me nudes. Like, we kind of sexed back and forth. I really feel like a piece of shit. I shouldn't have done it. You know, we were like 19 or something, 18. And, uh, you know, and since then, very, very good guy. I like him. So here's the email. Hey, Lev, wanted to get your advice on a situation I'm in at the moment involving a girl I have some history with. I'll keep it short. I met this girl through an ex I had in high school. You might know her. Yeah, I do know her. Just met her once and didn't see her again until years later when me and my friends are out downtown. He recognizes her and calls her over and me and her ended up fucking that night. Woo, playboy, got a little bit of slick gang to, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So gross. We ended up dating for maybe two months before I broke up with her because she was the most self-conscious person I've ever met. Not that I'm judging, but it got to be the point where just hanging out with her turned into a chore. She always had to be reassured and patted on the back, even even when it was completely unnecessary. Anytime I try to separate myself from her, she puts on some insane guilt trip about how sad her life is and how she'll be miserable if we stop talking. I just want to know, is this selfish as fuck on her part? She knows that I feel guilty, and when she has one of her fits and I feel like I'm enabling her... And, ju- and making it worse by keeping her around. Should I just cut the cord and go ghost, or should I try to make it where we can still be friends without her being crazy? I enjoy her company, so I don't exactly want to just give her the boot. Let me know what you think. Love the pod. Keep up the good work. Um, he also said, keep up the good work, daddy. Listen, man, we know each other. You don't got to throw that on there. you know. But here's the thing, dude. You, She's got shit that she's got to figure out in herself, Okay. And what I would do if I were you, if if you guys are both able to stay friends and hang out, that's one thing. But usually that's not the fucking case. All right. One of you is still going to be into the other. That's just how it goes. That, that shit doesn't work out. So what I would what I would do if I were you is I would I would write up a little letter. OK, I'd sit down, turn off all your fucking Wi-Fi, open up your text edit on your Mac or whatever your notes, write her a letter, tell her, you know, what you like about her. Start there compliment her on the things she's good at and then go into for your own sake i think that these are a couple things you got to work on and don't fucking you know make it like don't don't, this is not where you attack this is not where you be shitty but go listen like i notice you do this need to do that or like you need too much validation here try to word it in the friendliest way you can and really try to stress the point that it's for her sake you know just because you care and you want her to be happier 
and like the you know because you don't want to be first of all you shouldn't ever be guilted into hanging out with anybody all right anytime you get guilted into hanging out with somebody you'll usually walk away going fuck i should have just been a dick and just not have put myself through that all right that's just how it is a lot of people have shit they have to work on with themselves you know what i'm saying and hopefully she reads that kind of thing or somebody actually taking the time to write something to her and she goes yeah, you know what? Maybe I should work on this and I should focus on this. Because until people make that push themselves, realize what they need to fix, realize that they need to add ambitions, that they need to be more confident, that they need more shit to do in their life, and that they need to be stronger inside, have a stronger fucking sense of you know self, until they realize that themselves, you're not going to fix it for them. You're really not. That all takes time with themselves that they have to work on. It's inner disciplines. You can't be the one to do it for them. Sometimes I, you, you wish you could. Being like, man, like if somebody you love is really depressed or something, you wish like, fuck, I wish I could be you so I could do the things you need to do to get up and get fucking motivated because you're not in a place where you, you feel like you can, you know? But unfortunately, you can't. People have to get to that spot themselves. So it doesn't, you know, hopefully you can help her get to that place. But realistically, what's probably going to happen is she's just going to go, oh, yeah, well, you're a fucking piece of shit and fuck you, you know, and then throw you with more of that guilt trip shit. But it's also this is just a part of fucking growing up. This is a part of being in your 20s. People got to figure out their shit and hopefully they work on it. I'd like to think that most people do that at some point. Realistically, it's probably like fucking 10 to 20 percent of people. But I'd like to think all the listeners of this goddamn show are those people. You know, that's that's what I love so much about fucking when fans come out to shows and I, I love talking to you guys after because I can always tell you guys are rock solid people that really want to fucking do better. Whatever it is that you want to do, you guys focus on it. You try to work on it. You try to improve shit. You know, I love that. I love being around people like that. So that'd be my advice, man. Sometimes you got to write a letter to somebody. It's nice. Put your thoughts on paper. Tell people how you feel. You know, there's people fucking you know, that hang on to resentments and then, they, and then they never let it go fucking, you know, a year later after you've dated them, they're still hitting you up about bullshit. You know what I mean? You, you don't want to, you don't want to go through life that way. It's a waste of your time and energy. So if I were you, I would kind of just distance yourself a little bit. If she's still interested in you, that's what I would do. And, you know, to let her know how you feel, let her know as a friend and somebody who cares what you think she should do. You know, there's a chance she probably won't do it anyways but it is what it is. At least you tried, you know, you can't drag yourself through somebody else's misery, especially when you don't even want to date them. And this is another thing. Unfortunately, a lot of women have this kind of fucking, I mean, not even just women, but I've not, you notice it more in women than men of just having this kind of very low self-esteem and needing, you know, I need a lot of validation. I need a lot of words of affirmation. I'm, I'm, I'm very much like that, but I have dated women who are like gorgeous, just beautiful. And yet, Inside, they thought they were so ugly and every little flaw was so magnified in their head times 10. You know what I mean? And it's like that, unfortunately, nobody wants to put up with that. You know, I don't, I don't want to spend my time and energy when I say you look beautiful and you go, no, I don't. I now have to argue with you that you look beautiful. I shouldn't have to convince you of that. That's a, a big waste of my fucking time and energy, okay? You should feel beautiful yourself. You should walk in the room, feel great. And I go, oh, you look great. And you go, I know, right? God damn, look at this butt. And I'm like, woo, you know what I'm talking about. By the way, I've been seeing these, these pants. You know, they, they, there's, these women have these very tight pants now. They always have like a pattern on them. They're like a soft material. 
and they show the butt off so fucking well. Oh my god. It's not leggings. They're like they're always like white or something and you can see like with every step the jiggle keeps going. It's like, "Oh, holy fucking shit. You're just walking around like licking your fingers, you know? Sticky fingers out here." Is that too much? <laughs> um Let's, let's do this next one. Losing my V card. Hey, Lev, love the show. I listen every day at work. It makes my day so much better. So thanks for that. I could really use some help. So I'm 20 years old and sadly still a virgin, but I'm basically dying to lose it. I feel like I want to experience sex so badly, but the boyfriend thing really isn't working out. So do you think it'd be a mistake to have my first time be with a guy from Tinder or Bumble? Basically a stranger. My friends all say this is a terrible idea, but I can't decide. Please give me some advice on what I should do. Thanks. Oh, okay. Honestly, my gut instinct tells me, and first of all, I hope you don't think your fucking virginity is a huge deal. Second of all, my gut instinct does tell me, don't don't go on a Tinder or Bumble like one time fuck date. You know, you can you can uh you can meet somebody to date off Tinder or Bumble. I think all of the women that I had my first sexual experiences with were off of dating apps in the very beginning. So there's nothing really wrong with that. And now Tinder is like switched. It's no longer even like a fucking app. Now it's like it's just a app where people want to date, you know, really. Unfortunately, it'd be great if Tinder was like, yeah, I'm horny. You're horny. Let's fucking do this. But that's not what it is anymore. So I don't think that. But I think you should only use the Tinder bubble to meet somebody that you'd actually want to date and go on dates with for your first time since it is your first time having sex. Because I just don't think, here's the thing, a lot of times with, when, when you have casual sex off of a dating app, you both just kind of leave feeling a little gross, you know, where you're just like, man, we talked for, we did the obligatory hour or two discussion, laid around on the bed for a while until one of us made the move, and then we started fucking, and then of course it's like, not going to be that fun, you know, there's no real connection happening here. So I just wouldn't recommend you start off on that note starting out your sexual career you know i'd recommend be a little fucking patient realize it's really not a goddamn big deal a lot of people lose their virginities in their 20s it doesn't fucking matter and just you know keep looking out there see what's going on and when you tell a guy you're a virgin they're not gonna fucking care they might like make a joke or be tell their friend oh my god she's a virgin but really when you get down to the to the bottom of it who really gives a fuck you know what i mean who cares the pressure of being a virgin is usually on men because we're the ones who like have to be good at sex you know what i mean that's what we have to like we think we have to be the fucking king of the bedroom you know what i'm saying so i really wouldn't be too fucking worried but honestly i would just i would see you know keep fucking around put yourself out there be be around people you know go go out with your friends talk to some dudes you know, and maybe go on a couple Tinder or Bumble dates, but not with the goal of like, okay, I just want to lose it because you, you might just feel like shit later and you might feel, you know, sometimes after you have casual sex, there's that feeling of shame. And I don't think you really want to start off that way. That's just my personal advice. You know, I'm sure some of you guys just fucking, you wanted to lose it and you went out there and you got fisted by five guys in a five guys and it was what it was. And I'm not judging, do whatever the fuck you want. I'm just saying, in my opinion, I would just have a little patience here and uh, figure out why this whole the boyfriend thing, all this is not working. Fix that. That might do better for you long term. You know, um, let's do this next one. Stalker 
or psychic hashtag patreon what's up how are you patreon gang in this bitch lev love your show thanks for putting a smile on my face every week cutie you're goddamn welcome keeping it short and sweet for the patreon gang here we go I've been hooking up with this guy on and off for a few months. The sex is great, and we agreed that we aren't looking for a serious relationship, just a great booty call. Boundary set aside, he doesn't want me to fuck other guys because he's paranoid about STDs, even though he always wraps it up. I assume he has a jealous nature or baggage I don't want to deal with. You know, that's such an interesting little hack into being exclusive with somebody. Is like... Yeah, no, no, no. Just for the sake of STDs, we gotta, we, we, we should only fuck each other. It's like, it's this weird, unspoken hack into being exclusive with people that, that folks like to exploit every once in a while. Um, anyways, every time I'm on a date or hooking up with another honey, he calls or texts me incessantly to come over and fuck. He gets all weird when I don't respond right away, but it's not like I always jump to his call slash text on a dick free night anyway. It just seems like he gets really needy when I literally can't talk because I have another dick in my mouth. <laughs> I literally can't talk because I have another dick in my mouth. I love this girl. Good for you. Do guys have the sexed sense or is this a strange coincidence? Sincere, sincerely, hashtag hands too full. P.S. I want Erica for bi-weekly banter. Love that bitch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't... Uh, so basically, you're asking: Is he a psychic, or is he is he a, is he a, a stalker? It's uh, this he's a needy guy, and uh, he probably likes you and just fucking uh, and, and this is and doesn't want to acknowledge it or really go there. It's probably all it is, and there is definitely that jealousy thing. There's the control thing here. Um, most men I know don't really fucking care about STDs or aren't that afraid of it. You know, that's just. Maybe that's just the pieces of shit I hang out with. But um Yeah, it, here's what it is. It's I at one time like I remember it, you know how people can tell? It's it's you always feel like the other person person's psychic, but what happens is they text you something like horny because they're horny and then you're not responding because you're occupied with something else and then they're like, "Oh, okay, so he's uh He's doing something else. He's with somebody else. You know, that's immediately people's brains always jump to the worst, always jump to the biggest conclusion. And, uh, you know, usually they're right. You were in the middle of a gangbang and that's why you couldn't get to your phone. But at the same time, it's it's not a coincidence. Just people know you get used to your brain gets used to like texting patterns, how long shit usually takes. You know, when somebody takes longer to respond to you or whatever, and it, it, usually it's because they send you some shit like come over or something horny and you don't respond in that exact moment. That's what creates that. So um, I think, it, you know, it's just a fucking coincidence. I highly doubt the guy's Penn and Teller or whatever. So or, or fucking David Blaine, you know, or Chris Angel. I don't think we're dealing with a mind freak. So. uh yeah, it's, I, but I'll, I'll tell you this. It just sounds like you maybe you shouldn't fuck this guy because I, I feel like this is going to be an issue if he's going to get really fucking jealous and create problems and whatever. It sounds like you got a steady river of dicks coming anyways. So what's the fucking point? You know what I mean? If I may ask, what's what's really the, the reason to deal with it? Um, next email called Ghosting Season. Hey, Daddy. First of all, I saw you at the stand. Awesome job. Thank you so much. She goes, so I was seeing this guy for about seven months. Met his family. He met my friends. My family was on the West Coast. The sex was great. And the closest the guy ever make to make me come. 
<laughs> I love that even this is the closest somebody has has come to making me come. You know, it's never happened, but this has been close. Uh, I thought things were going great, but one week he stopped talking to me and deleted me off of Snapchat. I texted him a couple times and nothing. Oh wow, that's shitty. If you text somebody and they don't respond, that's a fucking bummer. They should at least give you a little heads up, a little brief explanation. You know, if he's like, oh, I got back with my ex or I, I got crabs now. He owes you something. Clearly, I've been ghosted. So my question is, how do I bounce back from this? <laughs> how do you bounce back? Oh, well, oh yeah, I get that, actually. it's It's been seven months. Yeah, you're seeing a guy for about seven months and then he ghosted you. Yeah, that's really fucking terrible that he would do that. I got to be honest. I wanted to make fun of you for going, how do I bounce back? Because I figured this is like a two-week thing. But uh, but it's seven months. He didn't make you come? Jesus Christ. But yeah, the only way to bounce back is you really got to put your fucking head down and keep moving. That's it. That's really all you can do. Don't text him anymore. Just fucking put, put all that shit aside. Stop checking into his social media. Block him on Instagram. Block him on all that shit. Don't fucking watch it. Don't make the Finsta account to go see his shit. You know what I mean? Just you got to push this out of your brain and let it go. It is what it is. Every single person, person, every single porpoise has three people in their life like this. That's The shit just didn't work out. And now you're like, how am I going to fucking move past this? And you want to check in on them. Just don't. The only way out is by going through it. It's really it. Um, but that is unbelievably shitty, man. Fuck this guy. Seven months, and then he just pops off and deletes you and doesn't even respond. That's a that's a whole load of bullshit. I'll be honest. That that's that's crazy. That I really resent that. You know. Um, let's do this one here, and then we'll wrap this 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 bad boy up. This next one's called Ass to Mouth. Finally, finally, it's come up on the show. Ass to mouth. This is a big moment, guys. Put down your fucking french fries. It's A-T-M time. Hi, Daddy. So this week, things got pretty nasty with my regular hookup. (laughs) All right, okay. I hear what you're saying. Let's get it popping. All right, she goes, after he'd been fucking my ass for a while, woo, I needed a break. So I asked to suck his cock. Oh, my God, you're wording, you dirty dog. I didn't think anything of it at the time, and he seemed into it, so I just went for it. He ended up finishing in my mouth, and that was that. Wow. But now it's been a few days, and I'm overthinking, and I guess my question is, is that too much? Is there such a thing as too nasty? Could he be having second thoughts about it as well? Maybe what's messing me up is that I was the one who initiated it, but we had talked about it while sexting before, so I don't know. Love you, love, a fan. Listen, baby, you got to just keep doing exactly what the fuck you're doing, all right? This is pretty amazing. I've never done the ass-to-mouth myself. I think I would be terrified of putting my dick in somebody's mouth after putting it in their ass. That you know, That's just me, but if I were you, I would just be thankful that you didn't get fucking sick or something, you know, because that's the way it happens. So... You probably got a fucking iron tongue, but (laughs) the iron tongue. Um, But here's the thing. There is something interesting about that second thoughts thing, because there's some people who would tell you never anal your wife. You understand what I mean? Like some people will go like, if this is really your long term partner, 
you know, then uh, you don't want to do that. You don't want to, you don't want to anal that you want to keep it. You, you don't want to get too crazy and dirty with it. Keep them like your wholesome, loving partner. Some people believe that. I don't know if I subscribe to that. You know what I mean? I, I like anal. I think it's fun. It's fun to do every once in a while. I like putting a, you know, a thumb in there while you're behind her. It's a good time. You know, just in the, in the line of a Burger King. No, when you're doing a little doggy style, you know. Um, but yeah, I, as far as if it's just this is your regular hookup, who gives a fuck? That's the whole point here. Get crazy. Go buy some fucking toys. Have a good time. You know, congratulations. You you hit, you hit knocked off a fucking check mark here. It's pretty impressive. It's good stuff. Good for you. Um, that's pretty much all I could say about that. Uh, I'm a little proud. I'm a little little turned on, a little freaked out. I'm, a, you know, all of the things right now. So that's that. It's been an episode, folks. You know, we'll be back on Thursday on the fucking Patreon. I'll have some guests for you. I can't wait to get back to New York. I appreciate everybody who's been coming out to Minnesota. Come out in, uh, in Worcester. Join the fucking Patreon and uh, have a good-ass week, guys. Listen to this song. Patti LaBelle, Love, Need, and Want You. Go listen to that. One of the greatest songs ever made. Check that shit out and uh, tell somebody you love them this week. Hey, my dark darlings. Hopefully you've been enjoying our latest videos. We're a small crew here at Something Scary, so we have to make sure that the work that goes into our episodes gets done in order and on schedule. So that's why I wanna tell you about our sponsor, Monday.com. Monday.com is an online teamwork platform that keeps your team connected from anywhere. I really enjoy the visual ease of using Monday.com. It helps banish the demons of confusing email chains or who's doing what and by when. It helps make sure everyone is aligned and on the same page. One of the things that I enjoy the most about Monday.com is that it's customizable. So it feels like it could fit any type of collaboration or industry. Build confidence within your team and reach every goal with ease. Visit Monday.com to start your free two-week trial.